Hello sisters, it's Ola Davis with another episode of the When Marriage Hurts podcast. Um, So this one is episode number 71. Episode number 71 and it's going to be story time because I want to share with you a part of my story about how eating abuse affected my health and how it's still affecting my health and what's happened since I left my abusive marriage and what's going on with me now. And if you're new here, when I say hidden abuse, I'm referring to those hidden forms of abuse where it could happen to you for years and years and years and you wouldn't even know that you're being abused. Specifically, emotional and psychological abuse. Okay. Um... So, yeah, that's what I call eating abuse. It's when, I mean, this kind of abuse happens to us in in our marriage and we have no idea. We just think we have marriage problems or communication problems with our spouses. But what's really going on is a hidden form of abuse. Yeah, so... um. Story time, where do I start? Okay, uh, so while I was married, and I was married for 11 years, I met my ex-husband in college, but we weren't close friends or anything. We weren't even friends while we were in the university. Um, and we grew to become friends after... He had graduated and I was about to finish my final year in the university. Um, so anyway, we were married for 11 years. And as far as my health concerns went, I started um, experiencing health concerns um i'll say after we had our first baby we had our first baby five years into the marriage and that's when the abuse really started or that's when he let his guard down completely um but you know with me it started with what seemed like um non significant uh health issues and what i mean by non significant is that you know for those of you that have kids when when you have a baby or a toddler and you're like their only caregiver it can weigh you down right because you don't maybe you don't get to sleep well they don't the baby doesn't sleep through the night yet so you know I would be tired and overwhelmed and all these other things that mom moms of 
very young kids you know feel right um and then i remember after when i became pregnant with my second baby and i had my second baby just two years after the first one when i became pregnant with that particular baby the abuse was fully in swing at this point where i was becoming more and more silenced in the marriage i was being verbally abused i was being demeaned i was my concerns were being dismissed um i wasn't happy at this point but i still didn't think it was abuse i kept thinking i just need to pray more um and we're just having a rocky marriage and we're going to get through this rough patch that's what i was thinking the whole time um but my health continued to suffer and i didn't put two and two together for a long time because i didn't even know that the way my health was failing had anything to do with how i was being treated in my marriage i just thought i was having this unfortunate things happen to me really um so that pregnancy was by the time i was pregnant with my second i was under a lot of stress i was under a lot of stress because i had a i i already had a child that was under the age of 2 at the time i was pregnant and um i think she was 1 year and a few months old when i when i became pregnant with the second and she was still breastfeeding and she was such an energetic child that it felt like i was raising two babies when i was only raising one <laughs> my first daughter was pretty and energetic at that age and i was alone in parenting and when i say i was alone i don't mean i don't just mean that i was lonely even though i was but i mean that it felt like i was a single parent when i wasn't a single parent uh my ex husband he felt that the only responsibilities he had was to make sure the rent was paid and to give me some money to buy groceries anything outside of that he didn't think like he he, he didn't um he didn't seem to have any responsibilities beyond that so parenting the responsibilities of parenting fell really hard on me um even when i would be very weak especially in the first trimester of of the pregnancy for, uh, with my second baby you know at times that i would be weak and and at a point i was actually sick right um at those times he treated me the worst he would yell at me he would uh, be upset with me over things i couldn't even understand he would yell at me for things like 
hey you go wash the dishes the kitchen looks terrible and you know i would look at him and wonder what's going on here this isn't the man that i married why is he yelling at me he knows i'm sick he knows i don't feel well he knows i'm struggling to even get out of the couch and you know that was a difficult time for me cuz it was like i was seeing this side of him that i that confused me that no one else knew about i mean people who knew my ex-husband couldn't even believe that he knew how to yell at anybody that was how much he looked like or <laughs> came across like some kind of angel that could hurt no fly that's how that's the public image he had and he still has actually uh so i was just in this state of confusion where i didn't understand what was going on and why he was yelling at me and whenever i would try to have a conversation with him about how is treating me he would just deny that the whole thing happened like it could be 24 hours later he would deny ever yelling at me he would deny ever doing the things that i knew for sure that he did right and so i mean how could you have a conversation with someone when they say that what you're referring to never even happened so it would twist reality and so i just stayed i just remained trapped in this situation so it it treated me so horribly during the pregnancy um and you know i had a few issues i i became hypertensive while i was pregnant with that baby and also had blood sugar issues but you know these are issues that some women would have while pregnant you know so long as it's caught early by their doctor it's not a big deal right and usually after they have the baby this issues would resolve they call it pregnancy induced hypertension right yeah so i had that and then i had dental issues um i think i extracted i i had i extracted uh my tooth you know two different teeth i i had to do an extraction twice the second extraction had to be done by a dental surgeon because of um how complicated it was um you know so in the midst of all of this me being having this uh difficult pregnancy taking care of my toddler and everything it just felt like i was alone in this world like i had i like i didn't have a spouse that's how it felt cuz e my husband couldn't be bothered with anything that was going on or anything that was happening to me uh i remember a time during pregnancy i was constipated and i just told my husband if he could get me prune juice from the store on his way back from work 
and he just practically told me that I mean I told him what it was for um that it's supposed to help with my constipation and he just point blank told me that he couldn't that he has no time to stop by a store either during his lunch break or whenever like he just wasn't interested in doing that and <laughs> um guys when i think back to these things that happened you know sometimes i i it makes me ask myself how did i even get through that how did i even decide to stay even after all of that anyways um yeah so so that was the kind of pregnancy i had with the with the second baby and then when i actually had the baby things only got worse for me health wise um i mean it was a fairly simple delivery but as soon as i had the baby everything things just you know went south after that as far as my health was concerned my blood pressure became terribly high that i had to be monitored very closely for the first 24 hours after having the baby cuz they had trouble controlling my blood pressure and then i was finally discharged and when i was discharged um i continued to struggle a week after the baby was born i was back i was in the i had to be taken to the emergency room cuz i was having uh terrible headaches that wouldn't resolve with um you know pain medication um and then they fixed that and this was all related to my blood pressure which i was still on blood pressure medication the whole time but it wasn't controlling my blood pressure so well and i was having terrible headaches um 4 weeks after the birth i i was back in the emergency room i was back in the emergency room and this time around not only was my blood pressure i not only was my um head not only was i having this terrible headache from hell but it felt like i was losing my vision like i had my eyes open and i couldn't see anything so i was rushed back to the emergency room and when i say i was rushed back to the emergency room um my auntie was the one taking me to the emergency room so uh when i got to the emergency room the doctor wanted to do an mri to make sure that i didn't have a brain tumor and they were pumping all sorts of pain medication into me you know via like intravenous medication and it took hours for them to be able to bring the pain under control um and i was advised not to breastfeed my baby for the next 24 hours to just pump and dump the breast milk because of all the very strong uh medications that they had pumped into me 
and I was put on the highest dose possible of the blood pressure medication that I was on. Um, yeah, so I I continued to have those health struggles. There will be times that my blood pressure would be controlled. And then depending on what was happening in the marriage, at other times it would feel, feel like the blood pressure medication wasn't working too well. Um, after a while, I was switched to, I mean, when I was no longer breastfeeding, my doctor um, switched me to a blood pressure medication that's supposed to work better. You know, they couldn't give me that earlier because I was breastfeeding. But once I stopped breastfeeding the second baby, they were able to switch me to a more effective blood pressure medication, which was working well at first. Um, but the more I experienced the stress and just the emotional abuse in my marriage, the more my blood pressure would become quote-unquote unmanageable. Like, all of a sudden, the medication that was working so well would just stop working, even though I was I was still taking it as prescribed. And, you know, this would confuse my doctor, right? Mind you, the whole time, I never mentioned to my doctor that I was experiencing difficulties in my marriage or anything. I, I, at this point, I just didn't know that the two things were connected. I had no idea. I just thought I was just having this poor health for no reason. I didn't tie the two things together. And as time went on, um, I think by the time my daughter, so we got separated when my second daughter turned um, not when she turned four, but she was four and a half years old when, 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 um, my ex and I got separated. So at that point I was, had, um, falling into some kind of depression, right? Um, and guys, I'm just, I'm, I've, I'm kind of skipping over you know, the part where I got super depressed and suicidal. At that point, my baby wasn't even a year old yet. Um, but, you know, that happened. I kind of came out of the depression. Uh, but around the time she was four and a half years old was when I brought up this issue with my ex-husband about what had happened a few years before and how I had become suicidal, and how he was nonchalant about the whole thing. And he just told me to my face that whatever happened to me was my problem, that it wasn't, that it had nothing to do with that, and that's something that is no concern of ease. And, and that day, something in me broke. When you hear the person that you're married to, the father of your children, the love of your life tell you that they, whether you live or die is no business or concern of theirs. I mean, I couldn't believe that those words could come out of his mouth. 
and something in me broke that day and the very next day i i just told him i don't feel safe around you i don't think we can stay under the same roof we need to give each other some space and and separate and so and so um yeah so when we got to that point when we actually did get separated it was like all this uh all this stress that my body had been had been forced to handle that I wasn't addressing everything just came up to the surface and I was hit with this strong wave of depression that I was so scared that I was going to become suicidal again um so I went to see the doctor and I was put on antidepressants and those really helped um and then my blood pressure you know over time my blood pressure got under control and mind you this was the same medication i was on for a long time that i struggled to to like keep my blood pressure at at a healthy healthy level um but once my ex was out of the house and i was starting to feel safe again my blood pressure became controlled and so it's been it's been 2 years since i left the marriage and it's been it hasn't i have to be honest with you it has not been easy but then i'm happy that i was able to leave because to just a short two years later guys my blood pressure is under control right now the same medication that i was on while i was married that seemed to be doing nothing for my blood pressure is now working as it should i mean my blood pressure is well controlled to the point where my doctor has told me not to take the medication every single day and now i only take it every other day so i if i take it on monday i the next time i take it is on wednesday and then after that it's going to be on friday because now if i take it every day it drops my blood pressure to low isn't that wild like the same medication that i was taking that that felt like it wasn't doing anything for me now it works so well that i have to take it every other day instead of on a daily basis um and i'm also doing so well that i i'm off i'm off antidepressants now and um you know i still had to deal with fatigue serious fatigue issues and stuff that i got treated for and now ladies it's like it's like i have a new life essentially 
It's like I have another chance at living, really. I have the strength and the stamina that I didn't have for years and years and years. So there's something about emotional abuse that saps your energy. It saps your strength. It practically saps life out of you without you even knowing. Like I've seen people that are survivors of emotional abuse that end up with autoimmune diseases. Ladies, like this stuff is no joke. You have to... You have to open your eyes and understand that what's happening to you, it's not marriage, it's not just uh, marriage issues or common marriage problems. It is eating abuse. It is emotional abuse. It's a, it's a sneaky kind of abuse that doesn't come across to you as abuse until you start learning about it, until you start doing something about it. It's, it saps life out of you, essentially. It saps life out of you and it does it so slowly that you might not be able to put two and two together to understand that it's your marriage causing you to be sick, but it really is the marriage causing you to be sick. So I'm living a different kind of life now that didn't seem possible two years ago i mean i'm about to turn 40 in a few months so two years ago i was what i was um at the time i got separated i got separated just a few months to my 38th birthday so i was 38 at the time but my body felt like the body of an 80 year old or something that was how sick i was in my body I mean, I know a number of 80-year-olds that are even more, that seemed more healthy and and energetic, you know? And now that um, I've been out of the marriage for a while and I'm healing nicely and I'm taking care of my health, I am feeling stronger and stronger. And I'm doing well, not just mentally, but physically as well and emotionally. So, yeah, um, ladies, that's, that's all I want to share with you today. Just share my story with you about how the abuse affected my health and how getting out and taking good care of myself you know how that has helped two years after two years after the fact and I'm still healing you know I'm still like I've said before healing is not a destination it's a journey I'm still healing and I'll probably be healing for the rest of my life but I'm having a better quality of life overall it hasn't been easy. It wasn't easy. Um, but what I always tell people is this. Living is never going to be easy. It's going to feel like 
a death. It's going to feel like dying. It would almost feel like, oh my goodness, I can't do this. I feel like I'm going to die. But you won't, you know, as long as you surround yourself by supportive people and supportive professionals, health professionals, mental health professionals, you are going to get through it. You really are going to get through it. I felt like I was going to die at some point. Like it was too painful. But I just knew this was the way to go. I knew I couldn't look back. I knew looking back would would mean it could mean my demise. And this is just me, right? So anyways, I think I'm going to stop there to keep the episode from being unnecessarily long but that's my story guys that's my that's that's how I've gone from from feeling like I wasn't gonna make it to age 40 to me looking forward to my 40th birthday in a few months now thank you so much for listening uh if you're new here Please know that we're on social media, on Instagram at When Marriage Hurts. And we also have a private Facebook group that at When Marriage Hurts. Um, I'd love to hear from you. If you've never left us a review, please leave, leave a review on Apple Podcast. And what your review is going to do is it's going to help... It's going to help boost the podcast and give us more visibility so that people that are trying to find a podcast like this one um, have it suggested to them so they can find it easily. I'd love to hear from you. Let me know how these episodes are helping you. Um, If you have any suggestion about topics you would like to hear about on the podcast, please, please, please don't hesitate to to reach out to me and let me know i always love hearing from you and love hearing about how the podcast is helping you until the next time i come your way ladies i want you to know god loves you so much and he will never leave you nor forsake you have a wonderful week ahead god bless